Speaking about new normal, the title for today is Together Towards a New Normal. Everybody say it with me. Together. Everybody say it. Together. Towards a new normal. Alright. Okay, the big idea is this. God is to be praised for who He is and what He has done. God is to be praised for who He is and what He has done. We've been on a sermon series on Exodus, Breaking the Circuit, and last weekend, we saw how God delivered the Israelites and the, from the Egyptian army through the Red Sea, right? It was a significant moment. Now, it is an extremely significant moment when you cross the Red Sea on dry land. And so, the, the, you, see, you must understand that the Israelites, as they were growing up in Egypt, they had a certain mentality. They grew up living as slaves in Egypt and they were treated badly by Pharaoh. Seeing the Egyptian army perish in the Red Sea brought about a new normal for them. Suddenly, there's nobody punishing them. Suddenly, there's nobody chasing after them. It's a new normal. They were totally free. Now they could live their own lives as how God had intended for them. They experienced a new normal that very day. And the narrative now brings us to Exodus chapter 15. This chapter is recognized as one of the oldest poetic passages in Scripture. It has been called a poem, a hymn, a victory song, a song of triumph, a liturgy, a historical psalm. But really, it is a song of praise of Moses. It is a song of praise of Moses. Not a song of the sea, but it is a song at the sea. Because this song was written at the sea. It's not, it's not talking about the sea itself. It's talking about the victory at the sea. The object of its praise and its content is Yahweh and His great deliverance of His people and the destruction of Egypt, the enemies of His people. And so Yahweh showed Himself as a divine warrior. Divine warrior winning this holy war against Pharaoh on behalf of His people. Pharaoh also showed his covenantal faithfulness to his people through this mighty deliverance. As this passage is very long, okay, if you take out your Bibles, turn to Exodus 15, you will realize that this passage is very long. Do take time this week to read and to glean how this song of Moses describes Yahweh's nature. How he describes who God is and his faithfulness to his people. And I want you to see the deliverance of God through that song. And I will extract key verses as we go along, alright, so that we can enjoy this worship experience also. So point one, worship God for who He is. We must worship God for who He is. When Moses wrote this song, it was clear that this song was to declare Yahweh's victory over His enemies at the Red Sea. If we look deeper, Moses credited the victory to Yahweh and His nature. Who God was. Who God was. Moses was worshipping God for who He was to the Israelites. And Moses specifically 
pointed them out through these verses. And we're going to read these verses together. Okay? So some of the verses that I've chosen, okay, you will, you will read it, from, uh, you will see it on the screen. That talks about Yahweh's nature. So Moses was descri- describing Yahweh's nature. In verse 2, it says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God. I will praise Him, my Father's God, and I will exalt Him. The, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is His name. Verse 6, Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Wow, that's Yahweh's nature. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy in the greatness of your majesty. That's how great our God is. You threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. Wow. Moses was describing the nature of God and and he was like literally talking about the majesticness of God, the greatness of God, the majesty of God, that God is a warrior. There's no one else like God. And Moses acknowledged that the victory was possible only because Yahweh himself, Yahweh himself was involved in the life of his people. And I want you to know, every one of us sitting here online, God is involved in our lives. You may not see it, but God is working. We know that song, right? You may not see it, but God is working. God is working in the background because He cares for each and every one of us. He wants to be involved in our lives, not to control us, but to love us. Yahweh showed that He is powerful, great, strong and majestic through that song. There will be no victory without the God who fought on their behalf. That is why Moses made a choice to worship Yahweh for who He is more than the victory. And let's let's look at this. The focus and object of worship was about Yahweh. The focus and object of worship was Yahweh. Look at how Moses chose to worship through the singing, praising, and exalting of Yahweh from the onset of the song. In verse 1, it says, Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing. Everybody say, I will sing. Come on, say it louder. I will sing. I will sing to the Lord for He's highly exalted. Both horse and driver was hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise. Everybody say, I will praise. I will praise Him. My Father's God and I will exalt. Say, I will exalt. I will exhort him. So you see, Moses declared, I will, I will, I will. There is a resolute decision. Today we must have that resolute decision to worship. Worship begins with a choice within us to sing, to praise, and to exhort God. You will not suddenly wake up and feel, oh, I want to sing, I want to worship God. But you must make a choice. Sometimes we do. We do wake up with a song in our heart bubbling. 
But many times when we go through difficult moments, you know, maybe we won't want to sing. But we must make that choice and say, I will sing unto the Lord because the Lord is good. Because the Lord is great. So how does this apply to us? Choose to worship God over our circumstances. We will all have difficult moments in life. We will all have difficult moments in life. And Moses described the mighty acts of God, but his focus was on worshipping God. He was worshipping God. You know, even in the midst of a a situation that they were in, he was worshipping God. When we worship God with songs of victory, we must remember who the object of worship is. It must be God and not our victories. Let me say this. We must worship God and not our victories. Because when we begin to worship our victories, you know what happens? We begin to put our trust in the successes that we assumed we have created. And that becomes dangerous. Then we, then, then we begin to worship ourselves in the end. And that is a very dangerous thing. We must always learn to worship God rather than our victories. We celebrate the victories, but we worship God. When we worship our victories, we tend to give a lot of attention to the victories rather than to God. We will revel in the success more than the God who brought the success. So the question is, who or what are we really worshipping every day of our lives? Who or what are we worshipping every day of our lives? You know, in today's understanding from the Cambridge Dictionary, one of the meanings of worship, the word worship, is to give a lot of love or admiration, attention for a particular thing or a person, often when it is considered too much. means you love that thing too much. You love that thing to bits. You love that thing to, you know, until the cow comes home. Some of us really, really love the Korean stuffs to bits. And that's why people often say, wow, we worship the idols. The idols, huh? The Korean idols. Thanks for the sound effect. Recently, I, I, I got into this show on Channel U and it's called The Left-Handed Wife. I uh, see a lot of people laughing, my goodness. And then my daughter will also say, wow, very handsome, very handsome. Uh, and my wife will also say, hey, they want more handsome than you. Wow, I feel very sad. Sometimes we tend to worship things. We love something so much that we really worship that person or that thing. What is one thing that Singaporeans love to do that we often do way too much? Let me show you one thing. It's called complaining. Complaining. Singaporeans are very famous for complaining. When restrictions are tightened, we complain. Wow, government, so bad. So terrible. When restrictions are loosened, we also complain. Hiya, so lax. Ah. How can we allow you know, so many people in? Whatever we do or whatever government do, we are always complaining. And what are you giving attention to? That which you love to give your attention to, you are worshipping. And if you catch yourself every day of your life, what are you so caught up in doing? What are you caught up in doing? Maybe you're always on social media. Maybe you're always on YouTube. Maybe you're always watching BTS or Blackpink or whatever. 
Are you worshipping them? Who are you really worshipping in your daily life? Every day of our lives, we are giving attention and time and energy to something or someone without us realising it. We could be giving so much time and energy to a particular situation that we worship that situation. Are we sometimes worshipping our circumstances in life? You know, to get our focus right, we must learn to worship God. We must learn to choose to worship God in every circumstance of our lives. In Hebrew, the word worship, it means to give reverence. It means to bow down. Give reverence to God as your focus. When a situation arises, do we have a song, a worship song bubbling in our hearts? Or do we have worries and complaints bubbling out from our mouth? When something goes wrong, catch yourself. What is the thing that comes out immediately? Is it, ayah, why like that? And then you start complaining or you start worrying. Or when something happens, suddenly you, 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 you sing a song. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. What comes out from your mouth? What is bubbling in you? Worship helps us to focus back on God and His nature. He is powerful. He is a warrior. He is a provider. That is who God is. Maybe your normal lifestyle is one of worry and complaining. Some of you may be worrying so much about your studies. Some of you are worrying about your work. Some of you are new in the workforce. You're worried about your future. You know, let's have a new normal today of a lifestyle of worship instead of worry and complaining. When we choose to worship God, we choose to acknowledge God over those situations. Amen. So let's make it a point to worship God over our circumstances. Next, we must also know what songs we should be singing. Not every song, not every worship song will help us. Let me explain this. Huh? Choose songs that describes God's nature. Choose songs that describe God's nature. Sing songs that talk about God's greatness, God's power and majesty. The more we know His nature, the less we will doubt His ability. Let me say that. The more we know His nature, the less we will doubt His ability. If we know that God is a powerful God, God is a deliverer, God is a provider, the less you will doubt His ability. When you go through a situation, you will not, you will not doubt whether God was, is going to be there. You just know that God is going to be there. You just know it. Worship songs are not for us to feel good. Let me say this. So, how many of you, like, Pastor, but I feel good, no? Sometimes when I come into service, I feel good. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But worship songs are not for us to feel good. Worship is for God alone. Let me say this very clearly. Worship is for God alone. If we come here today and then we say, oh, yo, I don't like that singer. Oh, yo, I don't like that, that, that song. First and foremost, is the worship song for you or is the worship song for God? It's for God. We cannot come in here and say, I, I wish that singer was here. I wish that, that pianist was here. Yo, why sing Tao Xiao Wan? You are laughing, but you know what I mean. Worship songs are not for us to feel good. Let me say this. Worship is for God and God alone. The reason we feel good is because when we worship, 
God in His goodness comes and dwells with us. What you are experiencing is God's presence. Don't mistake God's presence for a song. Don't mistake God's presence for a song. Can somebody say a big amen? Worship song teaches us theology. What we sing is what we will believe in. What we sing will shape our understanding of who God is. If you're always singing songs that, that let you dwell in a pity party, then you need to get out of that mode. How many of you know what I'm trying to say? Sometimes we sing songs uh, to, to let us dwell in this pity party. Oh, you're so poor thing. Uh, I sing this song. Then I keep crying. Oh, you're God. You see, I'm so poor thing. Uh, God, I sing. What are you worshipping? Are you worshipping your own pity party? Are you worshipping God? Your theology must be about God. Your worship must be about God. And so today, as we see how Moses, we saw how Moses declared Yahweh's nature through the song, today let's declare who God is. Let's make a choice to praise and worship God for who He is. Amen. How great. Come on, let's stand together. Is our God. Sing with me how great. Come on, those of you at Bukit Batok, declare, declare it. Oh, we see how great, how great is our God. Those of you online, wherever you are, come on, shut in with God right now. Declare it. How great is our God. God, that is who you are. That is who you are. Over our circumstance, over our situations. Shut in with God right now.
word. You were the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory in creation. Now revealed in you, our Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. Lord, we declare who you are. You are great. Your name is powerful. We exalt you. We choose to exalt you. We choose to praise. We choose to sing because of who you are. The victories will come because of who you are. But we praise you. We worship you. And Lord, to this end, we are reminded of who you are once again. Because knowing your nature, Lord, we will not doubt your ability. Knowing who you are, we rest secure in you. In Jesus' name. And all God's people say, can we give God a big shout of praise? Hallelujah. Those of you at Bukit Padu, come on, give God a big shout of praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated for a short moment. So point one, worship God. Worship God for who He is. Worship Him. And point number two, worship God for what He has done. Worship God for what He has done. Moses was very intentional to remind the Israelites about what God had done and that Yahweh deserves their praise and worship. Now, I'm going to read this really fast. Okay, so I'm going to read this very fast. So follow after me. Pharaoh's in verse 4. Pharaoh's chariots and his army, he has hurled into the sea. So Moses was describing what has happened. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths, the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. Uh, it consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils. Wow, can you imagine how descriptive this is? By the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood up like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue, I will overtake them, I will divide the spoils, I will gorge them on myself, uh, myself on them. I will draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. That's what the enemy said, right? But, Moses said, but you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in mighty waters. Moses was just describing what God had done. This song describes what Yahweh had done to deliver them. The content of this song was etched into the Bible to remind us what God has done truly deserves our worship. Through this entire song, I see two major areas that God has done that deserves our worship. Firstly, 
God is our deliverer. God is our deliverer. Yahweh is described as a warrior in verse 3. But more than that, Yahweh personally involved himself to fight the battle for Israel. Remember? Yahweh delivered the Israelites, won the battle, created a mighty miracle to crush the Egyptian army. This song reminds the Israelites of Yahweh's personal involvement to save them from certain death. Yahweh's victory at the sea in Egypt also demonstrated His power over nature. Nothing could stop Yahweh from saving His people. God deserves our worship because He is our deliverer. Wherever you are, always remember what God has done for you in the past. He has delivered you before. He will do it again. Secondly, God is our promise keeper. Everybody say promise keeper. In verse 13, it says, In your unfailing love, unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. And I love this next line. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. You must understand that this verse was very meaningful to the Israelites. It reminded the Israelites that Yahweh was faithful to them. Yahweh remembered the covenant that He had with Abraham. That they would be a great nation. If Yahweh didn't save them at the sea, God would have broken His covenant and that would have been a contradiction of His word. Doesn't it make sense? Because of what Yahweh did in delivering the Israelites from certain death, many years later, the Israelites did enter the land that Yahweh promised for them. Yahweh is a promise keeper. God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Even today, His faithfulness over your life has never changed. And I want to speak to all of you here. Those of you online as well. Those of you in a watch party. God has never changed. His faithfulness over your life has never changed. You may think, that God may have forgotten about you, but no, let me tell you, He has never forgotten about you. Because songs have a way to remind us of what God has done for us in the past. I will always remember an old song. An old song. It says, Jesus, we celebrate your victory. How many of you know this song? Jesus, we celebrate your victory. Now, if you know this song, you are really, really old like me. Because this song was in... The 1990s, 1990s. I'm sure many of you may not have been born at the time. I was maybe five years old now. <laughs> Jesus, we celebrate your victory. In 1998, I was going through my tertiary studies in design school. I, 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 I was in a design school and I studied multimedia. It was a course that I truly loved. And so I graduated, I mean, I graduated from a multimedia and I did film video and stuff like that. So I graduated with that. It was a course I really loved and it wasn't easy. Let me tell you, it wasn't easy at that time to get into this course because you needed to have good grades. And I want you to know, very surprisingly, miraculously, I had good grades. I'm the type that cannot study kind. The, cannot, cannot do well in, in my studies. But I surprisingly had good grades and I could get into that course. But there was a problem. After I got into that course, I was so excited. 
there was a problem. In the middle of the course, my family went through a bit of a financial crisis and we had no funds to pay for my course because it was a private course. I was extremely sad and down. And being an introvert, you know, I don't really share with people. I, I, I just kept it quiet and I just said, you know, never mind, don't, don't disturb people. I just spoke to maybe God and maybe myself leader if I remember very clearly. And I surrendered to Him my disappointment and my sadness. I said, well, if it's not meant to be, then it's not meant to be. You must understand that cost meant a lot to me. It was like a lot of my self-worth, you know, at, at that time as a young kid. And so I said, well, if, if it's not going to happen, then maybe I just I don't know what am I going to do in life anymore because I really like design. And then lies from the enemy came flooding through my mind that maybe I was just not destined or maybe, you know, I'm just not good enough for, for, for God's goodness. And so my cell leader knew about this, spoke to my pastors without me knowing. Immediately, they activated a Love Singapore Fund. In those days, they had this thing called the Love Singapore Fund to help uh, people going through financial crisis and stuff like that to pay for my studies. And I remember collecting the check and overwhelmed by God's goodness. By God's goodness and faith. God remembered me. And God remembers you. God provided for me. God reminded me that He would never forget me. When I took my seat, so after I took the check, right, it was in the church office, I went to the church service and I took my seat at the service hall. I sat right in front because I said, I must be a very good Christian now. <laughs> I sat right in front. The moment the worship leader started singing, Jesus, we celebrate your victory. I was singing the first few lines and tears just rolled down. Wow, oh, it just rolled down my cheeks, you know, like an open tap, you know. Oh, and then people around me, they're thinking, this guy is nuts, you know. It's a fast song and he's like crying like crazy. He needs counselling. But I was really reminded of what God did for me. This song will always remind me of what God did to help me to continue my studies. But more than that, it reminded me of what God did. To add to this testimony, I never used the money from Love Singapore because God provided from another source for my studies soon after. I still remember tearing that check. You know, I remember I, I was tearing the check and I said, God, you are a promise. You are faithful. You are good. So in conclusion today, the Israelites went through a dark episode. They went through a very dark episode. But they emerged together towards a new normal. I want you to know, going through the Red Sea was a pit for them. Because when you're walking through the Red Sea, you are literally walking in the pits of the Red Sea. But it's through the pits of the Red Sea that the greatest miracle happened. They walked on dry ground. The deepest part of the Red Sea. So if you feel that you are in the deepest part, in the pits of your life, get ready. That's the start of the greatest miracle that can happen for you. They walked out the Red Sea with a song of victory because God was there for them. And they sang of what God has done. And then we too had our own dark episode last year, remember? When COVID hit us. And guess what? We too emerged together. Why are we here today? Because we have emerged together towards a new normal. All because of who God is to us 
and His faithfulness to us. So would you turn to a friend next to you and say, God is faithful. Whatever you're facing today, I want to remind us here, worship God for who He is and worship God for what He has done for us. Let's choose to worship with songs that declare God's nature and remembering what He has done. Amen. This song goes like this. All my life you have been faithful. You know this song? Let's stand and sing. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am made, I will sing of the goodness of God. Come on, declare the chorus once again. All my life. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. It's so good. Every breath that I have been, I will sing of the goodness of God. Let's declare the verse. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. His mercies are new every morning. I've been held in your hands from the moment, from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. I will sing of the goodness.
goodness, God. Your goodness, it runs after us. Last year, when we were going through a very dark period, there was a song that spoke to my heart. And it, ca- it carried me through, in a sense. This song is a song maybe you may not have known. But it says, You have been good. God is a good God. He has always been good. And He'll continue to be a good God for us. As I sing this song, let this song minister to your heart. If you know this song, just... Worship God in your heart. Those of you online, if you can worship, just sing it out to Him. You have been good. You have been good. And I am in wonder. How could it be? You have been good. You've been so good. In so many ways, you've been good to me. You have been good. You have been good. And I am in wonder, how could it be? You have been good. You've been so good. So many ways you've been good to come on, declare it again. You have been good, you have been good, and I have been wondering how could it be? You have been good, you've been so. Thank you. 
Every head bow, every eye closed in this place. Some of us have been so focused on worry that we forgot to worship God for who He is. Today, we can make a daily commitment. A daily commitment to say, God, I will worship you. If it's you right now in this place, online, in Bukit Batok, that's you. You want to make this commitment, you just raise your hands. God sees it. Raise your hands right now, wherever you are. Yes, God sees it. Yes, God sees it. Amen. Make that daily commitment. Some of us are so down and out at this moment. It could be a relationship problem. It could be a family issue. You have issues with your family, your parents. You wonder if God still remembers you. Yes, He does. Sometimes we just need to look back at what God has done for us in the past to remind ourselves of God's goodness of our lives. Maybe some of us, we have even walked away from God due to whatever reasons. But today, God is reminding you of His goodness and His love for you. You are still His precious child. His plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. You still matter to Him and all it takes is just one step back to God. And all across this place, those of you in Bukupato, Pastor Joey is there. If you have gone away from God for so long and you have heard this message and you say, I, want, I, I just need to come back. I just need to come back. God is here to woo you back. Every head bow, every eye closed in this place. If that's you, no one's looking around. I want you to just raise your hand so that I can pray for you. Anyone that you say, I want to come back to that relationship with God. Is there anyone in this place? Is there anyone? Before I go on to the next group. Thank you, Jesus. One last group. You have never given your life to God. And you sense God's presence in this place. It's not the songs. It's His presence. Friends, God is here. It's not by accident that you're here in this service as well as online. Today, God is reaching out to you so that He can have that relationship with you. If you would like to know this God that we serve, that we worship, whom we call Jesus, I would like you to just raise your hand. No eyes looking around. No eyes looking around. Raise your hands right now. Raise your hands and wave it at me if you want to know Jesus so that I can pray with you. Anybody? Yes, I see the hand. Yes, I see the hand. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you at Bukit Batok, Pastor Joey will be there to pray with you. So all together, all of us in this place, let's pray this prayer together with our friend who has made Jesus the Lord and Savior together. Can we do that? Let's say the prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving your life for me. I'm sorry for all the things I've done. Things that I've done to hurt you and to sin against you. But today I welcome you into my heart. And I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. Today, 
I want to get to know you more. I want to get to know you more. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. And all God's people say, Amen. God is a good God, Amen.